Good morning. It is Wednesday, April the 26th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's focus our hearts, our minds, our bodies this morning. We come to meet with Jesus. So wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our entry today is called On the Law, the Gospel, and the Religion of Weight Loss. Our text is from Romans chapter 2, verses 12 to 16. Hear the word of the Lord. All who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law, and all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, their consciences, also bearing witness, and their thoughts, sometimes accusing them and at other times even defending them. This will take place on the day when God judges people's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Welcome back to Sin Swamp, where today we will be talking about the law. A text like today's seems irrelevant and even obtuse to the average 21st century Bible reader. It feels like Paul is dealing with a first century issue we no longer deal with. Truth is, we don't, and yet we do. I'll say a word in the notes about the historical piece so we can get on to the present day matters. Just as there is capital S sin and little s sins, so there is the capital L law and all the little l laws. Remember the capital L law, according to Jesus, is love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. It's from Mark 12. All the little L laws show us examples of what it looks like to break the capital L law. 
Capital S sin simply means the failure of love. And little s sins are all the ways we do so. The problem is we put all the focus on the little l laws and consequently the little s sins. We must get our focus back onto the capital L law of love. Only this will shift us out of sin management mode with its endless behavior modification strategies, which is another name for religious legalism. Let's bring it all together with a very practical example. It might surprise you to know that I am obese. I'm not like super fat, but according to the charts, I qualify. I'm five foot eleven inches, and I weigh, can't believe I'm telling you this, 221 pounds as of yesterday. I've been stuck in a plus or minus range of 220 pounds for the past four years. I'm actually down from 236 pounds at my high but the charts say I should weigh around 180 pounds. I've done calorie counting, Weight Watchers, Atkins diet, Whole30, Keto, Mediterranean diet, intermittent fasting, macro management, diet pills, yep, the Noom app, weight training, 10,000 steps a day, and whatever is next. Still, I remain obese, stuck. At 220 pounds. I find all of these programs and approaches have in common a focus on little l laws and little s sins. Don't do this, reduce that, measure this, count that, calories in, calories out, weigh every day, weigh every week, weight is just a number, don't weigh at all, throw the scale away, weigh every day. Analyze, monitor, track, record, and repeat. And rest, too. Yes, rest. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. Drink a ton of water. And the insane thing is all of it kind of works, and yet none of it really works at all. It is kind of a religion in and of itself. There are all... They are all just so many little L laws, aren't they? And they are all addressing so many little S sins, aren't they? More little laws will never get it done. And it's amazing how in focusing on so many things, we miss the one thing. The whole point Paul will make about the law and legalistic religion in Romans and the rest of his letters is law is powerless to change people. Here's a sneak preview from Romans chapter 8. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
So how am I going to lose 30 to 40 more pounds? It's the wrong question, isn't it? That's the question of little laws and little sins. It's the wrong focus. So what is the right question? And some of you are undoubtedly asking, what does any of this have to do with Jesus and Romans and being a Christian? What does my physical body have to do with being more spiritually alive and mature? What if the answer is everything? Here's another sneak peek from Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. What if the question is, how might I offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God every single day? This would mean asking this kind of question. How might I love God with my body? And truth be told, what do we actually have outside of our own physical body? And from here, we might ask this question. How might I live according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh? Now we're getting somewhere. The prayer. Jesus, we belong to you. Yes, Jesus, I belong to you. Jesus, you are the gospel. I find myself wanting to throw off all the rules and regulations and simply abandon myself to you, to be embraced by you, to receive freedom from you, to behold you. Yes, to love you with everything I've got, even my body maybe even especially my body. Something tells me this deeper love of you is the way to the deepest practical life change. I can't quite grasp it, but I'm beginning to get it. Praying in your name, Jesus. Amen. The question how are you sifting through what I'm trying to sort out here? Does my use of the weight problem analogy inspire you or infuriate you? Could Jesus have something to do with bodily health? Could he have everything to do with it? And the hymn. Today I want to lead us into a worshipful moment with a short medley. We'll begin with Spirit of the Living God, which is hymn number 299 in our seedbed hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. From there, we will sing the chorus, I Love You, Lord, which unfortunately is not in our hymnal. And here are those words if you need them. I love you, Lord, 
and I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my king, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. We'll sing that through a couple of times. And as we sing, I I just want to, well, first off, I want to encourage you to sing with me. But I want you to really focus on singing to Jesus. Not just singing, but, but ministering unto the Lord. Let's turn our whole being, our whole self toward him. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me. Mold me, fill me, use me, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. And I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Rejoice, 
King in what you hear and made be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Amen. Well, that's uh, a wrap for this morning and our meeting. Now it's got to spill out over into our day. There are a couple of notes for further reflection and study in today's email. I'll refer you to those. And, um, yeah, just carry those songs out with you today. This is This is how we abide. This is how we behold. We... We begin our day with that prayer of consecration, and yet that lifting of our hearts, the setting of our minds, the fixing of our eyes, the offering of our bodies, that's something we want to keep coming back and back and back and back around to, because we all know just how prone to distraction and wandering our own attention and spirit can be. But Jesus is always right there. He's ready. He's saying, abide in me as I abide in you. And these are those simple ways that we can can stay with him as he is with us. So gather up your seeds, friends. And, and, and as we walk in that way, we are sowing everywhere we go. Among everyone we meet, we're doing it. It's happening. Jesus is bearing witness to himself through us. So be encouraged. And I'll see you out there on the field today. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.